0: Welcome to another edition of the NATSO Region Podcast. I am your host, Dan Ruben. I'm the Night Editor here at the Times of in Northwest Indiana. And join with me, joined by me, as always, are
1: I'm Laura Lane, the Times Digital News Director, and I'm happy to actually be at the office for once because I've been missing in mm. action working from the Lane Bureau for mm. the last forever.
0: And our rock of Gibraltar won. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Joseph Pete, um Intrepid Reporter, Polar Vortex Survivor, and National Parks Appreciator, Angkor, too. and goer 2
0: And what a segue, because uh, <laughs> it's been, it's, it's it's right. yeah. it has been a week, news-wise, and uh, we had a list of, of, of subjects we were talking about discussing, and then that kind of got all thrown out the window with today's news that as part of the omnibus spending bill uh, signed uh, by Donald, President Donald Trump, Uh, Indiana has its first national park and that national park is in Indiana. Joseph, give us the
2: skinny. The Indiana Dunes National Park or National Lakeshore in Chesterton, which is separate from the neighboring Indiana State Park and that's not changing. It is now the 1,500 acre site, which is one of the most ecologically diverse uh, sites in the world in terms of number of uh, plants and flora and fauna and so forth, is now going to be America's 61st national park which is it's basically a change in name, which from National Lakeshore to National Park, it's still going to be run by the National Park Service. There's not any change in funding. But the big difference is the brand because you have national parks are very much celebrated uh, nationally. Some states base their entire tourism campaign like Utah and Montana, Mm -hmm. basically on visiting these parks. Um, They've been celebrated in like Ken Burns's documentary uh, National Parks, America's Best Idea on PBS. That's a very well known brand. It's on many people's bucket lists. It's a huge um, tourist thing, and the hope is this, this will be a big uh, boost to tourism locally. Uh, the Indiana Dunes are already the state's top tourist attraction. They had 3.6 million visitors in uh, 2017. It kind of flip-flops a little bit with uh, Brown County, but this is expected to take it to a whole nother level. And you, you, might, you might see more visitors coming in from Chicago. Um, because they get a lot of international visitors. They might make more day trips here, right. more people coming in from all over, because most of these parks are out west, and this will be also be one of the few in the Midwest for people to, uh, to enjoy. But the um, Spiros Batistados with the Lakeshore Chamber was saying there's a lot of power to words, and it, is, it seems like a small change. It only is one word. But like, the national park just has so much cachet, and people don't like appreciate a national lakeshore, or a national monument, or a national heritage site in the same way. That one little word, park, just means a huge difference as far as you know people wanting to go
0: right and uh so we we typically avoid politics and things like that heavier subjects but just so we sort of can explain the mechanics of it basically as far as i can understand this is sort of folded in to uh the contentious sort of border wall funding so as part of the bill that uh uh, president trump signed to sort of keep uh, the government open and running and also give him Uh, Money for his much desired border wall along the southern border. That this designation. So I would think, uh, without jumping to too many conclusions, that. Someone like uh, U.S. Rep. Pete Vysklosky might deserve a lot of credit in this, sort of his maneuvering and things like that.
2: Yes, um, Pete Vysklosky is the one who's championed this from the start. He was the original, like, legislative. But he has always done a decent job of partnering, like, going across the aisle and just trying to get stuff done. Right. And um, pretty much all of Indiana's congressional delegation, which is mostly Republican, has been on board with this. Uh, So it's been, this is a bipartisan thing. Everybody agrees is kind of a win-win for Northwest Indiana and the state. And um, yeah, but this is a common legislative uh, tactic. Obviously, some people are going to have you know moral reservations about the border wall and everything. Right. But there, it, this is a common legislative tactic. Anytime you know that something is going to pass, that is a good opportunity and going to be signed into law. That is a very good opportunity to sneak your local issue yeah. in and right. get it jam signed. as
0: much stuff in there. As as
2: he backed off of a big it's thing
1: been been and done, get it
2: done. Yeah, sorry, it's been done by Congress for years, and that, that's mm-hmm. that's basically what happened here. It looks like because this was basically a must-pass bill to avoid another government shutdown. So Vizklosky tried unsuccessfully to get this done last year, and he, I think he saw an opportunity, and then... Um,
1: he went with it. Yeah, went with it.
2: And, and you know,
0: speaking about bipartisanship, you know, uh, Senator Todd Young from Indiana, you know, did credit uh, Vizklosky for what he called his tireless advocacy. So, you know, it's nice to see... Whatever your politics are, it is nice to see both sides of the aisle work together for Mm -hmm. some sort of common good for our state. So, uh, one sort of procedural This this isn't a partisan issue, too. No, no, no. And that's the thing. These are the things that people, you know, this is something that can really benefit our region. Politics sort of don't really need to be even
2: factored into this. Not everything has to be about politics. I just want to state that. It's going
0: to be an awesome
1: (laughs) thing for the region. Yeah.
0: And one sort of um, sort of uh, procedural thing is, I guess part of the legislation renames the the Miller Woods Trail uh, to uh, the Paul H. Douglas Trail. Uh, he's a former U.S. Uh, Illinois in Illinois U.S. Senator who helped establish the lakeshore back in
2: '66. So, and the Environmental Education Center at Miller is also named after him. Yeah,
0: and this is you know reading this story, uh, and a great job by our uh, State House reporter Dan Carden for getting this out there. You know, this has been in the works literally for more than 100 years. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, peop- I mean, this has been something in ebbs and flows in terms of trying to make this happen. But, uh, Joseph, can you provide any context? I mean, this is not a new thing.
2: Yes, the original superintendent of the um, National Park Service had uh, originally wanted the National Lakeshore or the Indiana Dunes to be one of the first state parks. And... Um, to be one of the first state parks, uh, but it never kind of came to pass. But the thing is, some you, you had some critics, including a Notre Dame professor from, uh, who wrote an editorial for the Chicago Tribune, were kind of claiming that like back in the day when he did it, there used to be, um, the dunes were way bigger. They were like, oh. Some of them were like hundred feet tall. One of the most popular tourist attractions in the state was the Hoosier Slide, which was like a hundred foot tall, like a Mount Baldy like mountain, and people would come in from Chicago and all over to climb up and slide down. And but basically, a lot of the dunes were sadly mined for sand. It went. Um, it was used a lot in Chicago. It was used a lot for glass making by the Ball Company in Muncie in particular. So, like, the dunes that existed 100 years ago were a far more wild, right. crazy yeah. place than they are. They're a little bit more tame today. But you still have, um, obviously, sweeping vistas. You still have, uh, you know... The bi- biological diversity. I mean, there's a lot of things going yeah. on there. Absolutely. It's been called, like, the Everglades of the North. There's, like, so many different plants and animals that you don't see. It's because it's a very unique... Uh, U- unique area ecologically It's been called the birthplace of ecology too Because it's where uh, the first professor From the University of Chicago started cataloging Different plants it, And
1: I feel like people who are going to be coming in To visit tourists and what have you they, They're not going to realize how vast yeah. The dunes are I mean, I always enjoyed going there. We would always do it as a school field trip at the end of the year if you were well-behaved. It was like a big deal for us to go hang out at the dunes. And, I mean, even if the dunes aren't as enormous as they were 100 years ago, it's still a sight to behold. And is, yeah, there's so much to do. You can go hiking. You can hang out on the beach.
0: Yeah. So. It's, definitely a, it's, it's definitely a proud day for the region. Yeah. And it's something that uh, we should be proud of. Uh, we're first in national parks in this state. Conversely, we're also probably first in corrupt or convicted politicians. <laughs> that
2: was quite a segue. I'm uh, going to duck that into the segue hall of fame for that sort of region.
0: I am raising my fists above yes. my head currently <laughs> in self congratulation. Uh, the big story yesterday, Thursday, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, um, and to show up perpetually single, I am. I thought February 13th was Valentine's Day, but that is neither here nor there. Um, after three weeks and not that long a deliberation, actually, I think in total less than maybe ten hours or so, a jury of twelve uh, citizens decided that now former Portage Mayor James Snyder was guilty in his public corruption trial. Um, it was over at the Hammond Federal Courthouse. He's convicted of two felonies, bribery, and then a sort of a tax-related felony. He did, he was acquitted on a third. Uh, bribery charge which credit to former Mayor Snyder uh, an <laughs> eternal <laughs> optimist he noted the acquittal in his comments to the media afterwards so um, now Sue Lynch the uh, 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 is the, the city's new mayor uh, Joseph on the Mount Rushmore of disgraced politicians <laughs> does James Snyder get on that, that Mount Rushmore.
2: Uh, perhaps recently, but there are so many contenders over the years. Right. The, um, it's like picking we have a children. Whole
1: list on yeah, I was just gonna that segue to beloved <laughs> Bill Dolan has put together and labored <laughs> over. So <laughs> yeah.
2: personally, I would have to go with Robert Battle, just because. To have um, been arrested for alleged murder of someone sure. during a ba- drug deal gone wrong, and then managing to get reelected yeah, while in serving jail. serving yeah. on the council <laughs> while in jail, I think that is quite a feat. So I I don't know that that one is hard to top. But you've had politicians who have like. Run off to Greece and never come back. You've got really? all kinds of uh, wearing Skeletor masks. That's really, out of it puts
1: Chicago politics and Illinois politics to shame. Almost. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is—it is just—it it is, just, is mind blowing uh, that it continues to happen. Uh, there, there's, there's thoughts that the, there may be more shoes to drop still. On this, we we don't know.
2: That's how it works usually, though. Like you know, they get uh. In this case, his own brother testified against him, who's also an elected official. Yeah, in biblical. County, this had a nice wore biblical
0: a, sort of war a
2: wire. <laughs> on, uh, but it's uh, I, we, we've often discussed on this podcast how uh, there's a mural in the Portage Applebee's depicting a giant <laughs> <John>, <James laughs> Snyder, and it kind of seemed prescient, you know, like right. it was uh, Nostradamus almost the other day because it's him being surrounded by four police officers, by a portage police car, <laughs> but now if you look at it, it looks like his hands are positioned in a way that it looks like he's being handcuffed and right. like put into the car. It, yeah, it's all about perspective. <laughs> I, I, I
0: think of uh, uh, the 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 classic Ghostbusters 2 where uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, the, the, the painting, his expression changes, so I think at first it was more, if you saw that, that mural at the Applebee's, you thought, Oh, it's him standing in solidarity with police officers in the city, and now it's like, oh, now it looks like they're about <laughs> to just throw him in
2: the clink for the next <laughs> eight to ten years. So,
1: who knows what it'll transform into next?
2: Well, you know, <laughs> so his, the, the, the two crimes they did end up convicting him on were um, one was creating a shell company so he could avoid paying taxes on his like personal mortgage business, which was unrelated to his public office. But he was convicted of accepting a thirteen thousand dollar bribe, yeah. um, in exchange for one point two five million dollars in garbage uh, contracts. And he w- he did manage- He was optimistic, glass half full kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It seems like, um, on <laughs> uh, being acquitted of accepting a lesser twelve thousand dollar bribe in exchange right. for towing contracts. But that's how this whole thing started. The whole thing started with the Bunsic. Uh, Towing bribery investigations, and then if they flipped like one of the towing drivers, and then it right. came to light. So that that's how he ended up here in the first place. But yeah. he's managed to like usually these go a lot quicker. He's managed to avoid um, getting convicted for for quite some time. And he had already announced he wasn't running again for another term. But now he doesn't we were, have that option. We were
1: waiting on that too the deadline yeah. day to see if he <laughs> was going to figure out a way to you know skip court for a little bit. <laughs> he's
2: well, what I'm thought, or, yeah. oh, no,
0: what I'm interested about is we had a story. Uh, earlier this week, about uh, him, he was scheduled to be a speaker at some sort of chamber of commerce event. I got to imagine they got to find yeah, someone else they probably for this canceled one,
1: that event. unless unless it's you know <laughs> how to how to make
0: a shiv out of a toothbrush or something like that. <laughs> so we're not, we don't make light of the you know it's it, it's it's just that it really what it is is just it's like as constant as gravity. I mean, the region has just had so many corrupt politicians that have been convicted in a court of law for things that you would think at some point the the worm is going to turn, won't it? I mean, I feel like we as a newspaper uh, are taking a pretty hardline stance against public corruption uh, in all forms. Uh, do you feel like this is a trend that just will always continue, or do you think that, that the region will turn things around, Joseph? Uh,
2: I'm hopeful the region will turn things around because you don't have as much of the the region's gotten more suburban, and you don't have... A lot of this was a kind of a relic of the old machine politics yeah. in urban areas, and you don't have figures like uh, Pastorick in East Chicago anymore. Like, it's... Uh, it's uh, I, I see it changing, but you, you still... It's like Snyder is also Republican. This has been a bipartisan thing in the region. Um, and again, you did see Keith yeah. Sunderquist in Lake Station... He um, he ended up running for re-election even when he was being facing charges for, like, stealing from the food pantry to go gamble at a casino. And he lost in the primary. But, like, you often – some of these politicians are so bold that not only when they're facing, like, federal charges, they'll even run for re-election. Right. It's but,
1: sociopath nature. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: I think my favorite thing about Battle, though, was to, to circle back to him. Wasn't there a talk or like didn't didn't they want to see if they could have him call into the meetings from county? Yes. Yes. they wanted
1: to do like a video thing, like a Skype setup.
2: Right. Originally, they couldn't get him out of office, so they were tr- they were trying to figure out how he could be participate in the council meetings though he was in jail. And there were even like <laughs> ridiculous arguments, like, "Well, you can st- his constituents could still go meet with him in jail to like bring up their concerns," and as wow. though that's like a normal Just state of. Just envisioning
1: affairs. him on one side of the glass wall, the other person there on their phones talking.
2: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, to be fair, I mean, you know, in one way, at least you always know where your politician is. Yes, you know yes. I mean?
2: So You to, know where
1: to find him. <laughs> to, to, to me,
2: one of the most interesting things, though, is the, the state law was brought about by the region that if you get convicted of a felony, right. you have to, because there was a previous politician who tried to stay on and draw a salary after he was convicted, and it forced <laughs> the state lawmakers to, uh, to he was waiting until his uh, actual sentencing and it forced them to change the law, so now you're automatically removed from office if you are convicted of a felony. But it's, like, they, they always say, like, if there's a sign not to do something, there's a reason for that. And in this case, it was the region. But I, I, I do see I – I mean, I might be naive, but I think, you know, there's still a lot of this going on. But I oh, think yeah. it's, like, on the wane – and it's only going to get more – it's only going to decline more and more. It's been aggressively prosecuted by the uh, D- U.S. District Attorney of the Northern District of uh, Hammond in Indiana for years. Uh, eventually, you know, they, they stomped out the mafia eventually. It just takes a while. Yeah, and you know, I think you're you right. can, You can't do it overnight.
0: And, the, and, and you're right, Joseph. I think part of it, too, there's, there, there's, there's no more of these sort of outsized political figures who not only have outsized personalities but also outsized power and scope as well, that this sort of, you know, the machine politics... I mean, even in Chicago, you could argue that the machine politics aren't as powerful as they once were. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Most of the mayoral candidates running now are basically running at least in words rather than action as anti-machine politicians so i think you're right i think in some ways it may be a relic
2: of the past but oh, no, i mean people it's th-
1: are getting fed up with it yeah, yeah.
2: It well it's it's still going on but i just think it's gonna you're seeing it start to fade and Wayne. it's eventually gonna yeah. have to fade out because i mean at this point with how many of these people get caught you'd have to be pretty dumb to even like uh you know, But a lot a lot of it, though, is you still see a lot of people running for office where they're just kind of looking to line their own pockets. Versus, Right. Yeah. Um, and they might be doing it in an above-board legal way, but it's still kind of questionable. They're not doing it like, for, you know, to make
0: their community yeah. better. Well, I think Laura uh, used the optimum word. I think it's just sociopathic behavior. So to think that you can do that, I think, is telling. Um, I don't know if they'll, there will be a moment of silence for James Snyder and the other... Uh, convicted politicians at 219 day
2: uh, tomorrow, uh, February
0: 16th but uh, 219 day returns it's at the Hammock Civic Center Saturday, uh, February 16th from 6 to 11 p.m. Uh, Joseph you are all things region all things 219. What can people expect at this event?
2: Yes uh, this it's the fourth year that Hammond is throwing what they're calling the region's greatest party at uh, the Hammond Civic Center, it was technically invented about five years ago by the Twitter humorist Region Rat Rants, where they're like, you know, February nineteenth or two hundred nine, the two hundred nine area code should be cel- you, you know used to celebrate all things Region. It's kind of used as a way to poke fun at like Region stereotypes, you know, that we we kind of like embrace in a joking fashion, um, and it, it's a big festival. A few thousand people go every year. They have things like a region wrap pinata where they smash it open, but they have a wide variety of local craft beer. They have local um, food vendors. They have signs, whiteboards posted all throughout the civic center where you can write. You know, you're from the region if right. you know, like you, you know, and you have the opportunity to come up with your best like region jokes or just trying to prove your region street cred and authenticity. But this year it's going to be a region Oscars theme. They're going to give out awards. For like Region Rat of the Year, most likely to wear shorts in winter, most likely to get like a region tattoo, like things of that nature. It's all kind of joking and in you know like a wacky kind of progy fest kind of thing, but they're talking about having like spotlights outside of the the Civic Center and like oscar statuettes with a region rat head we'll and things of that carpet. nature yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> more like the maybe instead of a red carpet maybe it's more like a brown shag carpet yes yes that it might, might still be in some homes in hessville and other areas of <laughs> area. <laughs> it's a fun
2: time though last year they did a seinfeldian like feats of strength kind of thing with a mechanical ball and they try to change it up every year they've had fireworks and but, you know, it's cold outside, and it's it's just a fun indoor yeah. party.
0: Well, I don't know I don't know if it's been decided already, and I don't know if the powers that be will hear this, but I hereby nominate uh, one Joseph S. Pete as region rat of the year. Uh, I second yeah, this. So, I endorse this message. Uh, Mayor McDermott, if you're listening or whoever else, you know, make it happen. <laughs> Do right. Do right by Joseph. <laughs> um... Well, it's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. My to wife and I make that joke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope that if Joseph wins, he doesn't use his speech time
2: to like you know advance some sort of political agenda. or something <laughs> like that. I do want to give a brief shout out to my wife because I did actually propose to her at the Indiana Dunes National Lake Shore, which is now a national park. Oh wow! So I thought you were I gonna I, say you would
0: propose her at Two and Nine Days. I thought so too. <laughs> no, I probably should or have read that in earlier. Or at the Portage Applebee's. But <laughs> now it's
2: like another level of I don't know whatever. Well, yeah, and... Um, we were thinking about The Part of Chapel V's, but just, just James Snyder watching over us. Yeah, of exactly. It yeah, it would have it been, been an unholy union, so... Uh,
0: or, you know, I would also nominate uh, Joseph's much better half, um, yes, Meredith. Yes, much better as the operative. <laughs> as region rat of the year as well. Um, you know you're from the region if... What is, your, what is one of your favorite? Oh, uh, Lord. Um,
1: My favorite one is you get stuck at one train... The crossing only to get stuck by the same train at a a different different
2: crossing crossing,
1: two miles away happened to me last week. Happens to me every week, really.
2: Oh, my, (laughs) my, my, or my, uh, I forget. Uh, we've done slideshows in the past, we'll be posting them again online soon. Look for all the funny stuff people wrote. Um, but one was, uh, one that I've always liked, and I don't remember if this was posted last year, but I was once going to the South Shore line to go to Chicago or whatever. I forget why, like a concert or something. And it was, uh, <laughs> but I got caught by like two trains on the way to going to my train and ended up <laughs> being, being late from the train and having to drive into the city and pay for parking and everything. Also, so the was, story of my yeah. life when I was in
1: college. <laughs> so, uh,
0: this is this was sort of, an, for lack of a better word, an emergency podcast today in terms of the fact that I had a lot of breaking news. It's been a crazy news week. Um, make sure to check it all out at NWI.com. Make sure to pick up that print copy. If you want. So we got kind of a hard out today, so I'm gonna go ahead and seed my time for suggestions. Laura, would you be able to seed your time as well? Sure. And we'll just give it straight to Joseph yeah, for one, one minute of okay. uh, suggestions. Yeah, no, I'll keep
2: it brief. I don't have that much this week. But uh two on nine days Saturday. A lot of people some people will listen to this later, but so I'm gonna suggest some ongoing stuff that's going on. They're at the South Shore Convention and Visitors Bureau. They are doing an exhibit called Haunts, which is some absolutely beautiful, like abandoned, vacant buildings in Gary and across the Midwest. You have things like abandoned prisons, like abandoned um, uh, hotels. Like there's a beautiful picture of like this couch in an old Packard factory in Detroit, where the wall's gone and it just opens up to this big bright blue sky. And it's by a lot of like local urban explorers and photographers. It's great. It's a free exhibit. Then the Indie Windy one that had been there previously celebrating local graffiti artists, including the um, crazy Indiana style artists who had worked with uh, Keith Haring briefly on a mural in Chicago like that. That exhibit opens Friday at the Marshall J. Gardner Center for the Arts in Miller, which is a great little neighborhood, many great fine dining options in there. Tacos and tequila, Miller Bakery Cafe, um, just so, many, so much good food and art and culture there and then uh i would also lastly recommend at the indiana welcome center i believe today they're opening a new exhibit of local artists with uh based out of the lubesnik center at michigan city but they do a lot of like they do a lot of the big shows there like the christmas story but it's also like a venue where local artists can get a lot of exposure reach you know wide audiences they might not otherwise you know see in smaller galleries and so use you know support your local artists go check that out go uh it's a just beautiful building anyway. They have cool history, music, history videos about like the Kankakee River and steel mills and all kinds of region history. So check out the, that uh, the Indiana Welcome Center.
0: All right, and we're going to call it uh, a week. Thank you as always for listening. If you love something, let it go. And Joseph,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you do, keep it region.